uh, why you're in Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verse 13 and 14. The Apostle Paul had two audience. He had a Greek and a Gentile, a Greek and a Jew audience, or a Jew and a Greek audience, or a Jew and Gentile audience, okay? So when he said Gentiles in the Bible, he was talking about Greeks, all right? Because remember, Israel had just come out of captivity, uh, and th captivity of the Greeks, all right? So some of them came back. Uh, with Israel when they came back to Israel. Remember, they had been in uh, captivity for 70 years, and that's why you don't have no record between Matthew and uh, Malachi. 400 years. Remember, they had been in captivity. But now, they had come out of captivity, and they're back in Israel, and uh, they had rebuilt Jerusalem. Herod had built them a temple, and uh, that's kind of setting the scene. And now, all of a sudden, the word of God come to Jeremiah. I mean, I'm sorry, to John. The word of God was Christ himself, came to John, okay? And John was baptized. And now God said to them, now repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in Acts 2.38. And they will receive the Holy Spirit, which was their promise. But that did not happen. So now let's go and see what happened. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13 says, In whom you also trusted. Now, there's three words I'm going to be teaching on this, and you're going to see them. That the, the last one I'm going to be teaching is trusted because you have to do two, two other things before you can trust. First, you're going to have to hear, and that's why uh, the Bible said, after you heard the word of truth, which is going to be number one, you heard the word of truth, uh, and then say you heard the word, the word of God. You heard the word of truth. I preached the word of truth, the gospel of Christ. After you heard the word of truth, and the word of truth, watch the, is the gospel of your salvation. Otherwise, you can't get your salvation, which I just showed you in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. You cannot be fellow heirs. See, you're not an heir. The Bible called Israel an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. You have to know the word. You are a fellow heir, okay? It's just like everything else. We are fellow citizens, fellow heirs, okay? All right, because of the gospel of Christ. After you believe, that's, a, that's the second thing I'm going to talk about. Uh, maybe starting next week, I don't know. All depends on what God's going to do with the day because today we are talking about after you heard the word of truth, second you believe the word of truth, and then after that you trust the word of truth. All right, so that's why I'm talking about today, how to have faith. And the way you have faith is today's message. You have to hear the word of truth. That's how you have faith. Now, you got to get this morning tape. I'm not going to be able to go back there I'm going to just say this. Uh, in the Old Covenant, look at Deuteronomy chapter 8. Uh, in verse 3, you have to know how they live under the Word of God. That's Deuteronomy chapter number 8 and verse 3 only. I, I read the, all the verses this morning. I'm not going to do them this time. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. And he humbled thee and suffered you to hunger, fed you with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy father know, that he make you, that make, make you know that man does not live by bread only. He told them how they live in the Old Covenant. They lived by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord did they live. That's how they lived in the Old Covenant. All right? So you got to understand. How do they live in the Old Covenant? They live by every word that proceeded forth out the mouth of God is the way they live. Now I ask you a question this morning. When did the word proceed out of the mouth of the Lord? When Jesus came. Remember, that's, that's what they was talking about. So when Jesus came, he preached for three and a half years. And they had to live by that word, remember? But they didn't get the word. Just like it was when Moses spoke to them. They didn't get the word. They didn't believe the word. If you go all the way through the word of God, only two people believe the word out of all the army the people who represent all of the tribes of Israel, only two representatives, Joshua and Caleb, believe the word. That's why they did not go into the promises of God yet. That's why they did not get the promises of God, because of unbelief. You see? So now let's go to the day's message, uh, and let's show you something here. Here we showed you man, lived, man did not live by, they lived here by the word. Now let's go to Habakkuk. Let's, let's walk it on in. Let's go to the book of Habakkuk. After you find Daniel, you go forward. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and then you go forward uh, uh, to Habakkuk after a guy named Nahum. 
All right. Now back at chapter number two, and we're going to see just in verse number three, they wouldn't obey the word. So now Habakkuk is calling on God. I mean, what's going on here? These people would not obey the word. So in verse three, it says, he told him, verse two, write the vision. Make it plain upon table that he may run that read of it. Then he told him that the vision is yet from the point in time, but at the end. See, I don't know why people can't understand that when, when Jesus came, it was the end. You know what I mean? The end is not your future, the end of your past. It was the end of the law. It was the end of prophecy. It was the end of the psalm. Christ came and fulfilled everything. So it was the end of all that stuff, okay? End of the old covenant. It was the end, okay? So here, the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. What's going to speak? The vision. And not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. He's talking about the dispensation of grace. The vision. I just read to you in Acts 26, 19. I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Remember, that's what God gave Paul was the heavenly vision. All right. And then it said, behold, uh, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Now he told him when the vision come, you're not going to live by every word of God. Deuteronomy 8 and 3. You're going to live by faith. Now, why did God say that is the reason. Why didn't they now have to live by faith? Because Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 32. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 20. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 20. See, in the old covenant, they did not have faith. In, the, in, in Deuteronomy chapter number 32 and verse 20, they did not have faith. So you got to understand, the only reason you can obey the Lord today and walk upright is by faith. You're living by faith. You can walk in the spirit by faith. You can walk in love by faith. But see, when you got faith, you can do it now. You can't obey the word of, you can't obey the word of truth without having faith. You cannot get your inheritance without the gospel of Christ. Okay, here we go. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 20 says, and he said, I would hide my face. He's talking about doing the day when Christ came. I would hide my face from them. I would see what their end, there it is shall be what? They are a fraud generation, children in whom is no faith. See, that was the problem. So let's go to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, and let's see when Jesus was teaching, and let's see what he said to them. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4. See, a lot of times you see people that go into what I call church hopping, because they're looking for somebody else, looking for to get something. Hoping the pastor got their word. All you got to do is find out what he's preaching. Because if you're not preaching the gospel of Christ, he does not have your word. All right. Now, in the gospel, uh, gospel we're going to come back to your camera, sir. And I, uh, we're going to get a young, young man, tape ministry guy, to take your place in a minute so you, we can have you to go somewhere else. All right. The gospel of St. Mark, the Lord will speak to to one of your hearts. I know you, I know you do that. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, and verse 35. The same day, uh, when the evening was come, he said to them, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent the multitude away, they looked, they took him, even as he was in the ship. And they were also he also said to them, we're going to the other side. That was also on the little ship. Now, he told them we're going to the other side. Now, watch this, verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind. He's going to the other side. Say, we're going to the other side. See, if you read another one of these teachers, it'll say, he said, we're going to the other side. But the Bible said there arose a great storm of wind. And the waves beat into that ship, and it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillar. And they awake him, and they said to him, Master, cares not that we perish. Now remember, this is a song that God gave Jane Cleveland, uh, which I love. Uh, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. That's the name of his, his, his son. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Here it is, verse 40. And he said to them, 
Why are you so fearful? Now that's the first thing, because I'm, I'm saying today, how is it? How to have faith? How to have faith? Because there's two things there. I'm going to show you the first one is, why are you so fearful? And second is, how is it that you have no faith? Remember, he's talking to these people that have never come into the gospel of Christ yet. Remember, he's getting ready to leave. They're going to have to live by faith. But you can't live by faith if you don't have it. See, this is what's going on while people are getting fearful because they don't have faith. How can you be, how can you have faith and be fearful? It don't work together. And people do not realize why they have problems, they have fear. And I'm going to show you something. Look, look, at, look at 2 Timothy 1 and 7. We quote this all the time, uh, a, a lot of people do, but do you really know what it means? 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. See, I'm just going to use the word afraid because that's how fearful it is. Uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. Well, how do you get it? See, that's what you got to understand. Just like faith come by hearing, fear come by hearing. That's why I always tell people, I can't watch that. See, a lot of people don't understand. They want to watch certain movies and they wonder how they got a spirit of fear. See, you get fear by watching things that are fearful. Or you get, you, I'm waiting on that to put on the screen, um, uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. That's what I'm waiting on. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. That word power there is faith. So why do I know that? Because if you know Paul's writing, he always put faith and love together. All right? For God had not given us a spirit of fear, but power, faith, and love, and a sound mind. So if God already gave you faith, now I can show you that in Romans 12, 3. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So I know what he gave you. If you have the spirit. See, that's why I keep saying you gotta, you got, you gotta slow down and stop and sit down and say, man, do I have faith? Do I have love? Because you can't love if you don't have God's love. You can't, you can't believe if you don't have God's faith. And so this is what happened to these guys. God was letting them know the, the, the place you're going after a while, you're gonna need faith or this is gonna be your condition. You're gonna live in fear. You're going to live in fear. You're going to be tormented because you don't have faith. He told them he'd go on to the other side, but they couldn't believe it. So when the storm came, all you can do is get afraid. When you can't believe, it means you don't have faith. I'm talking about the faith of the Son of God. Let me show you that. Let me show you that faith. Galatians chapter number 2, verse, 9, verse 16. Galatians 2, 16. You, we're talking about the faith of the Son of God, not, not just your faith. See, people think we're talking about your faith. No, your faith won't get it. You already know that. And people trying to believe God with their faith. That's why they keep failing and failing and failing. All right, Galatians chapter 2, you got to have his faith. And the only way you're going to get his faith, the gospel of Christ is preached, which I do every time I minister, and you hear the gospel of Christ and you believe. See, God has revealed his word to you. That's the only way you're going to get it. And you're not going to get it if you don't sit and hear the word and believe. When you keep going here, you're going there, you're going there, you're going, forget it. Because you get something here, you lose it over there. People don't understand how that works. If you double-minded, James said, let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable. In all his way, let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. And people don't realize why it's happening. You can't waver. You go back and look at Abraham. When they talk about Abraham, he didn't waver. He didn't stagger, the Bible said. He didn't stagger. That means he didn't waver. All right? So Galatians chapter 2 and verse 16. Then we're going to look at verse 20. Verse 16, knowing this, that a man is justified 
is not justified by the works of the law. Now, the works of the law talking about baptism and all that stuff, circumcision. You're not justified by that. Remember, they did all that stuff in the old covenant, but nobody had no faith. All right? But, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, by the faith of Jesus Christ. How are you justified? By the faith of Jesus Christ. Not your faith. Hebrew 2, uh, Habakkuk 2 and 4, the just shall live by his faith. Remember, what do God give you? Uh, his faith. Now write it down, Romans 12, 3. I'll show it to you in a moment. All right? Now let's go down to the next verse uh, in verse number 20. Galatians 2, 20. I just gave you Galatians 2, 16. I'm going to give it to you in Galatians chapter 3 again. I'm going to show you that that's how you live, by his faith. So as you hear in the gospel of Christ, God gives you faith and more faith. He gives you faith, but that faith only, that you only have one faith. But that faith needs to be strengthened, strong, and it needs to be settled. So you got to come to a place. I'm going to show you that. That's why people, verse 20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. So you got to know Christ is in you. And then it says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, this is how I live. I live by the faith of the Son of God. Say that with me. I live by the faith of the Son of God. That's how you live. Every time, every choice you make, it's going to be because you're living by the faith of the Son of God. You got to program yourself with that spiritually. Write it down. Put it over something. I live by the faith of the Son of God. And that's how you understand. You, you got to understand perfect love. I want somebody to find me that John said, perfect love cast out fear. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And I'm going to show you that. And that's what people don't understand. You can't have faith and fear in the same soul. Once faith come in, faith cast out fear. So you got to understand that. You got to be honest with yourself. All right. Now. Let's go to Galatia chapter 3. We're going to start reading with verse number 21. I hope you mark your Bible. Because, see, when you were under the law, when Israel was under the law, they were under the law because faith hadn't come yet. Faith did not come until Christ's death, death, and resurrection was over. Remember, you have the faith of the Son of God. You have the same faith that he operated in when he was in the earth. Now, I can show you that faith now, because his faith, he said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but believe those things which you say shall come to pass. You shall have what you say. See, he just got through walking on the water to them and told Peter, come with him. How do you think he walked on the water? Faith. You got to understand that Jesus Christ was the Son of Man. He was 100% man, but he was 100% God. But you got to understand, he operated in the things of the Spirit. And you got to understand, the Holy Ghost had to come up on him too. The Holy Ghost had to come in him too. That's how he was able to operate. But he still had to operate in faith. See, people don't want to accept that. But he gave himself to prayer. I'm going to show you the word of God. He spent the daytime in, the, in preaching and teaching and healing. Nighttime, he went back to prayer. That was his life. And the Bible says sometimes he prayed all night. But in the morning, around 6 o'clock, he went to the temple. And that's where he stayed all day. And then at, at night, he went back to the Garden of Gethsemane. What's another name for it? The Garden. Praise the Lord. All right, verse 21. It was a law then against the promise of God. 
God forbid. For there had been a law given which could have given life. Remember, verily righteousness. So what is righteousness? Life. So when God gave you faith, he, his faith is counted for what? Righteousness. But what really did he give you? Life. So that means he gave you Christ. And I'm going to show you that. He is the mustard seed. He was the grain of mustard seed. All right, we're going to show you that. If the law then against the promise of God, God forbid, if the law, if there had been a law given which could have given life, very righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture has concluded all under sin, and we know that because that's why Romans chapter 3, verse 9 through 12, put all men under sin, Jews and Gentiles. Why did he do that? That the promise by the faith of Jesus Christ, that's what he's talking about, the promise by the faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. So God can only give you the promise by faith, the Holy Ghost, to them that believe. Believe what? Believe the gospel of Christ. Watch what he said. But before faith came, now this was Paul's testimony. Before faith came, where were you at, Paul? We were kept under the law. Watch what the law did. The law shut up faith. You cannot be sitting in a place where they preach to you the law and think you're going to have faith. The Old Testament people was under the law. When I showed you that, that was in Deuteronomy 32, 20, under Moses' ministry. They were people who had no faith. You cannot preach to people water baptism and circumcision and, and breaking the bread on the table and wine and baptism and think you're going to have faith in that church. It's not going to happen. Amen. Before faith came, to people who are under religion, they can't have no faith. You can't have religion and faith. Amen. That's why Galatians, that's why Galatians chapter 6 told you you got to leave, leave those things you got to leave. All right. But before faith came, we were kept on the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterward be revealed. So that's why the faith was not revealed, was not revealed until Paul preached the gospel of Christ. Romans 1, 16 and 17. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, Paul says, that we might be justified by faith. So the law brought Israel to Christ so they could be made righteous by faith. So you can't be made righteous by water. Baptism. So you have people tell, how many heard what I'm saying? People tell you, get forgive your sin. Some of y'all don't want, you're not on TV. I'm not, when you see that, when you see me right there, you're not on TV, I'm on TV. So how many people, how many people know that you can't be water baptized and be made righteous? Amen. You know that now. Now let me ask you another question. How many people kind of questioned it when they first came here? Not some of y'all won't even. You know, good well, if you first came here, you weren't sure. Because you weren't sure. That's all I'm saying. How many was not sure when they first came? That's all I'm saying. But how many sure now? Yeah. Right. You know it can't happen now. And the only thing you did was hear the word of truth. See, if you're on a ministry that keeps telling you you're baptized by water in Jesus' name, that's what you're going to believe. Because that's what you're submitting yourself to. But when you walk out of there and say, no, I'm going to find the truth. And once you find the truth, that's what the Bible told you, seek and you shall find. You have to find the truth. All right? Now watch this. But, but verse 23 says, but after faith has come, we were, after, I'm sorry, before faith has come, we were kept under law, shut up unto the faith which should have to be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ that we might be, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, somebody said faith has come. We are no longer under the schoolmaster. You are no longer under the law. The only thing keep you from being in the law is you have faith. See, if you have, if you, if you, under the, if you have the law in your heart, you still have fear. See, people under the law, what are they fearful of? The law, because they can't keep it. See, I had a person tell me, they said, I, I, don't know why, I don't know why I don't get what I'm supposed to have. I don't know why, because I don't do this and I don't do that. God is not giving you his grace 
because you are worthy. It's not because you don't do this or don't do that. God gave you his grace while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. So you are not getting, listen, you are not getting what God has because you've been so good. You're getting what God has because he, he's so good. <laughs> Somebody say he's so good. Yeah. He blessed us because of his favor. See, you're in a dispensation of grace. God has chosen to favor you. This is the dispensation where God has chosen to favor you. And you ought to just thank God for your favor. Thank God for his favor. The difference in their covenant, in the old covenant, and the new covenant is they got what God had by labor. You get what God has by favor. Come on, thank the Lord for that. Come on, look at somebody and say, you don't work for this. No, you can't get this by working for it. You don't have enough money to buy it. God gave it to you by favor. God is so good until he puts you back into the grace of God. You are living right now in the dispensation of grace. So you need to enjoy God's favor. All right. Now, the, the last thing is, is uh, verse 25 said, but, you, but after faith has come and, and faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster or you're not under the law. For you are all now the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Whether them, they had to believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God. You, you have to believe Christ died for your sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. That's how you became a child of God. All right. Now, verse number 27 says, For as many of you have been baptized in the Christ, have put on Christ. See, people go right back and say, see that water. He's not talking about water. He, there ain't only one baptism. You choose water over the Spirit. So you got to understand what he's saying. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 said the law of the spirit, of, the spirit. Let me, let me show it to you. That's the baptism. Then you have baptism with water. But there's only one baptism Ephesians chapter 4 told us. So which baptism are you going to choose? See, that's what people are doing. They're choosing physical, natural water baptism over the spirit. I know that's right. You're going to die and go to hell, sir. I might as well tell you. And won't be no water. Where are you going? All right. I'm being honest. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to show you. I got too much to show you. First John 4, what I need? First John chapter 4. All right. Now watch this in First John chapter 4. See, you have to know what the word says. First John chapter 4, what verse I need? 18? All right, First John chapter 4. There's no fear in love. I want to make sure you see that. See, if love is in you, can't be no fear in you. So you have to understand that they were on the ship and they got afraid. The Bible said they were so afraid. Fearful. They went waking up Jesus. You, you care, cause, do you care, Jesus? We're going to die. Jesus rebuked the wind and said to them, How is it? Watch this. There no fear in love, but perfect love. How many know that's Christ? Perfect love casts out fear. Once Christ comes inside of you, he casts out fear. Fear can't live in the house. That's what he showed them. Because he was in the ship, what happened to fear? They were so fearful. And he rose, rebuked the wind, and that was a great calm. What did he say? Peace, be still. He's not trying to say peace. He's letting them know, I'm peace, so be still. So that's why the peace of God that's what peace does. The peace of God that passes all understanding guards your heart. It's like a security. He guards your heart and your mind in Christ. Why? Keep you from fear. 
Fear can't enter your heart. Why? Because of the peace of God that passes all understanding. All right? Here, here in verse number 18, there's no fear in love. Perfect, perfect peace cast, perfect love cast out fear. It says, fear has torment. Because if you don't get rid of the fear, that's what it, it does to you. It torments you. He that feareth is not made perfect in love or do not have perfect love living in them. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say I love God and hate his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? And this is his commandment. Remember that was Israel. That he gave them from the beginning that they had, that they had to, he that loved God had to also love his brother. See, people say they love God, but that person right there, I don't know. You, you, you don't understand love. You have love two ways. That's why the cross goes left and right. The cross goes up and down and both ways. And there was a thief on one side and there was a person on the other side who was all right. This day you'll be me in paradise. This day you're going to hell. See, that's how you got to make the decision every day. Do you love both of them? God so loved the world. When he died, you know what? He died for both of them. See, they made their choice which way they want to go. So you got to understand, you got to make a choice to love. Just like you got to make a choice to walk in love, you got to make a you got to make a choice to walk in the spirit. You have to make a choice to walk by faith. You got to you got to make that choice. You have to say to yourself, "I will not be fearful." Say it. I will walk in love. As a matter of fact, right now, receive, raise your hand right now and say, "Father, I receive the love of God in my heart." Perfect love, come live in me and cast fear out of me. Because there's no fear in you, God. Now there's no fear in me. Now clap your hands and thank the Lord for that. That's what you do. All right, now let's go to work. In the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 4, there was two things. He asked them, why are you so fearful? Now we're going to look at this now. But we want to we get to the faith side. I'm going to deal with the fear side. I'm not going to take a lot of time dealing there. Because the, the, the verse 30 says two things. Verse 40 says two things. How is it that you have no faith? Now, let me show you something. Let's go to the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 5. Because I want to say this because there's some people I want to I minister to. And I want to show you, I believe, why God gives me this kind of word. Uh, Luke chapter 5. That's the next chapter. After Mark. And I want you to look, I want you to look at verse, verse number one. And I want you to look at verse 15. Those two verses are what we're going to look at right now. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 and verse number 15. I'm going to come back to your camera, sir. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. Are you there? Watch what the word of God said, verse 1. And it came to pass that as people pressed up on him, how bad you want it. People did what? They pressed up on him for what purpose? To hear the word of God. We know our ministry is the word of truth. They are with the word of God. But they pressed up on him. Not to get something from him, but to hear the word of God. See, their focus was to get the word. When your appetite for the word grows, it destroys every other thing that's trying to hold on to you. As a matter of fact, your appetite for the word releases the power of God in the word. Now, when you press, see, we went through pressing last week, remember? They were, he was pressing towards the mark, right? But here you also, they were pressing on the word. Come on, say you got to press the word. Come on, say virtue. virtue. 
you, you got to hear what I'm saying. Virtue's in the word. It's just like a grape. It's just like an orange. You got to press it. You got to squeeze it. What's in the word is what you want. But maybe you're not putting enough pressure on it. Now watch what this person did. Every one of these people who got what God wanted, they pressed upon him. They didn't care about what nobody thought. And it came to pass as the people pressed upon the word to hear the word of God while he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Here he is standing by the lake. This person came up on him through the crowd and pressed on him. I got to have what you got. What you got is what I need. They, somebody said, put some pressure on the word. See, you can't have no pressure on you. See, either you got pressure on the word or you got pressure on you. Now watch what happened in verse 15. But so much to more. Somebody said, so much to more. It's an awesome thing. Let's start with verse 12. Let's start with verse 12. Verse 12 said it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, the man full of leprosy. Now leprosy, you got to understand leprosy, you could not touch nobody who had leprosy. Now you couldn't touch them or you had leprosy. You couldn't come close to them or you would have leprosy. See, we saw this happen with the person that we just went through. A man full of leprosy, he was full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him. That word besought him means begged. Begged him. How many, so how many know he putting pressure on the word? He said, look, if you will, you can make me clean. And watch what Jesus said. Knowing he didn't supposed to touch nobody, he put forth his hand and touched the man. Come on, talk to me. And then he said, I will be thy clean. And the Bible said, and when Jesus touched him, immediately the leprosy departed from him. Come on, when you got faith in you, fear got to go. That's why you need to be full of faith. Strong in faith. Faith is God's power to move your mountain. He used a mountain because there's nothing else. Everything underneath that must go if you can move a mountain. He charged them, tell no man, but go and show yourself to the priest because that's what the law says. And offer for the cleansing according to the law of Moses and what Moses command you for a testimony. Uh-uh. God just delivered me. But so much the more. He went, there went out of fame abroad of him. Now here come a great multitude. One man went out and told everybody. Here come a multitude came together. They came for two reasons. Talk to me. They came to two reasons. I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for you now. I'm waiting for you now. They came for two reasons. Number one, they came to, they came to hear the word. So you got to understand, you're not coming to see nobody. Like the woman at the well, she went and told the people, come see a man. Watch this. They came together to hear and to be healed. Come on, said they came to hear and to be healed. How many know if you came to hear? You got to understand, they go together. I'm showing you how to get your stuff. You came to hear. Once you hear in the word, that's the expectation. You, when you hear in the word, you're expecting God to do something. Why are you hearing the word? Because I'm expecting God to heal me. So I keep the word on. I keep hearing the word because faith comes. And faith is God's power. 
So you got to understand something. I have God's power in me. I have power in me to heal me. Come on, I need you to listen. I need you to listen to me. I got God's power in me to heal me. So when I'm hearing the word, the spirit of God in me, the spirit of faith in me can heal me. Faith is God's power to move the mountain. The faith is in me. But as I'm hearing the word, hearing the word, then faith is... So they came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. That's what you hear in the word for. Because faith comes. When you hear the word, faith comes. Faith is God's power. Faith comes to heal. But you born of the spirit, listen to me. Faith, you have the spirit of faith in you. That's why I don't say this and put people down. That's why I say, listen, because you have the spirit of faith in you. He's doing a work in you. That's why you can't say nothing. That's why you just let it happen. The Bible said, while I was musing, the fire burned. See, the power is generated in you, in your spirit. That's why you have to allow your spirit to be, your flesh to be silent so your flesh, your spirit can re receive from God. God is not trying to get through your flesh. He wants to get through your soul, through your mind, through your heart, through your soul. People don't, people, if you sick on the outside of your flesh, that means you need some more power in your soul. God's word is for your soul. So you worship God with your soul, with your mind. So when the word of God is coming, you put your mind on it. And you meditate on it. Every time I'm saying something, you, mm-hmm, I got that, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you, you know, go to Isaiah 55. We'll come right back. You got to understand, I'm showing you, I'm going to come back to Luke 4, Luke 5, 15, because I got to take you somewhere else. Well, let's go to Isaiah 53. See, I don't, I, don't, I don't say anything to you to put you down. I'm trying to show you how to get the word. It's easy to get excited, but you're going to get excited when you watch it on your time. So I get it done. You get excited, I get excited, I won't get nothing done. I'll be jumping up and down too. Don't you understand why I'm sitting down? <laughs> Nobody going to get more emotional about the word than I am. Isaiah chapter number 55. I don't know what I said, but 55. Isaiah 55, we want to look at three verses. Are you there? And verse number one. Here's a cry. Hey, ho! Everyone that's thirsty, come to the waters. See, that's what the world, that's what the preaching of the gospel is. He that had no money, come on. Buy, eat. Somebody said, buy, buy. eat. And then he says, come buy wine and milk and without money, without price. The gospel is free. Wherefore do you spend money? For that which is not bread, not the word. And your labor for that which satisfies not. Here it is, hearken. Focus on the word. Hearken diligent to me, God says. Eat. Somebody say eat. eat. What happened when you listen? You're eating. Spiritually, you're eating with your ears. Because faith come by when you're listening to the word, you, you're eating. Put that word on and eat. You're feeding your soul. Watch what he says. Hearken diligently to me, eat ye that which is good. Let your soul delight itself in the fatness of the Lord. That word, lamb, that's what we're eating up in here. Then it said in verse 3, incline your ears, tune it in. Come to me and hear, always hear, 
here and your soul shall live. That's the greatest thing to get people to do is hear the word. Listen to the word. Don't let anything else come between you and the word, not even your own mouth. When God's speaking to your soul, your soul must listen. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. You got to be quick to hear. When that word is going on, I heard that. I got that. Incline your ear and come to me and hear. Your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercy of David, which is the gospel of Christ. God's favor. Come on, get the Lord a great big hand for that. Let's go back to Luke. Let's go back to Luke. I want to show you something else. Because I showed you in Luke chapter 5, verse 1, they pressed to hear the word of God. Luke chapter 5, verse 15, they pressed so much more, they went out of fame abroad of him, and great multitude came now to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. When he saw these people coming, he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Well, and also it's probably night. But let's go look at chapter 6, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, start verse 17. See, when you want to get healing from God, your first part is pick up the hearing. Increase the hearing the word. He came down. There we go. He came down with them and stood in the plain. And the company of the disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem, we're talking about thousands of people, came out of, came out of the great multitude, he says, came out of Judea and Jerusalem from the sea coast of Tyre and Zidon. I mean, they were lined up, lined up, miles, coming to see Jesus. And the Bible said they came to hear him. I said they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. He's showing you the pattern. How do you be healed? You be, you heal first. Come on, say they come to hear and to be healed. Say, when I come to church, I come to hear the word and to be healed of my infirmities. See, you don't know what's in here. That's the problem with so many of us. We don't know what's in us. We visited a young lady early in this ministry and this young lady always would tell us her testimony. She's, she's in a wheelchair. She said, Pastor, I have not always been like this. I was just as normal as anybody else. And all of a sudden, as I got older, my body submitted to the disease that was in it. Now I can't walk no more. She can't do nothing without that wheelchair. See, we, we don't understand. Listen, why you got a chance to get the word and learn the word, you got to do that because you don't know what's in you. You don't know what's in your future. But you better have the word. See, that's what I'm talking about. He came two reasons. Why? To hear. Come on, to hear. And to be healed. So that's what you got to understand. When you come in here, it's no game. I come here to hear the word. When the man of God comes up here and give you this word for an hour, you got to get this word. There are some people in this church, bless their heart, they get the, they get the CD, they get the DVD after every service. I got, a, I got a brother, see that brother sitting over there with that mask on his face? I guarantee you he got every CD or DVD that I minister on. Am, am I right? I'm telling you, he built a room. Just, am I lying? He got a room built just so he can go in and hear the word all day. 
Appreciate you, brother. But I'm showing you, he came to hear, said he came to hear and to be healed of the infirmities. Watch, watch how this thing went. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 23. Go back to Mark. See, you, this is why I say to people, you don't, don't have any and everybody on. You, you, don't, you don't need to be at Tom, Dick, Harry, Betty, Blue, and Sue, and Carrie, and all them churches. Why? Because watch what this word says. In Mark chapter 4, verse 23. Mark 4, 23 says, If any man have ills to hear, I'm going to show you got to have ills. You, you got to understand, you don't hear just because you hear. God have to give you ears to hear. Like I said, all I need you to do in this church is make sure you listen. You can't take for granted. There's so much I'm learning in my older age, and I'm, I'm talking about ministry 44 years, and sometimes I look back at my early life in ministry, and man, I wonder what I even saved. God gave me the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about come live inside of me. I know about it before I was in the ministry. I think I said something differently, but it was before I was in ministry. And I'm telling you, the fear of God comes inside of you. Nothing else matters. Faith comes in your life when you hear God's voice. So when you're sitting in the house of God and I'm ministering the word of God, it happens to me every week. That's how I get the word. How you think I know what I'm supposed to preach every week? I don't have no book saying, you're going to preach this Sunday. I tell my wife, I said, well, I haven't heard from God yet. And the Lord said, you haven't, you haven't asked me none yet. You know what? And I told you this before. I don't talk to God about the word. When, I, when my wife will tell you, we're going on vacation, I don't take no Bible. Because I know if I be in that word, God going to talk to me, and I'm going to be up half of the night in the word or half of the next day, and my wife be like, aren't you going with us? So I don't bother. I don't, I, I don't say nothing. But when it get closer to Thursday and Friday, I know he getting, I know he getting ready to say something. And I wake up in the morning, my wife said, where you going? Got to go. See, all day Friday, I'm here. Saturday, I'm here. This week and this morning before you got up, Robert. But you have to do this if you want this. That's right. See, so I'm getting it for you. You have to take it from here. Amen. That's all you got to do. You got to understand, you are sitting under somebody who's getting the word from the Lord. All right, now watch this. He said to them in verse 24, take heed what you hear. I'm showing you how to have faith. Take heed what you hear. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And unto you that hear shall more be given. How many want more? Amen. You got to hear more. Right. See, if you're healed, don't hear more, the more are we giving you. Right. For he that hath to him shall be given. He that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he has. See, you got to understand, either you go on or you lose what you have. The race was not given to the swift, neither to the strong, but for them who do what? Endure to the end. So you got to understand, you don't just start and stop. You lose what you have. Let me show you one more. Luke chapter 8. I got something out there, I'm sorry. Romans 12, 3. You got to put in your note. Romans 12, 3, I'm going to quote it for you because I got to go to Luke 8, 17, 18. I'm done. Romans 12, 12, 3 says, God hath dealt to every man 
the measure of faith. Now, I'm going to get into that next time if God allowed me because he gave you a measure like a seed. And I'm going to show you what you got to do with it. Don't miss next service. Not today. All right, now let, I'll show you that. I'm going to give that next week, that Romans 12, 3. All right, now watch that. Luke 8, T, 8, I'm sorry, 8, 17, 18. And we're done for today. Luke chapter 8, verse 17, verse 18. My wife's birthday tomorrow, and nothing I can do. I got to. Don't ask her. It's a secret. Luke 8, 17. We're going to come to your camera, sir. Luke chapter 8, verse 17. Now, I just read to you in, in, in Mark chapter 4, verse 23 to 25. Take heed what you hear. Take heed what? What you hear, because you, you got to understand what you hear, if you're hearing what you're supposed to hear, what you are here, more is given you. But watch this. Luke chapter number 8, verse 17. For there's nothing secret that shall not be made manifest. Now, this already happened. Neither, neither anything hid that shall not be made known or come abroad. Verse 18. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. Not just take heed what you hear. Take heed how you hear. Let me say something to you. Come on, look, look up this way. Your future is in your hand. You can stay with mama, but your future is in your hand. You can decide your own future. And that's how you do it with the word. See, you, I can't, um, if you look at my life, you will know it's true. I gave myself to the word. Everything that I have, everything you see, everything you see me and my wife, the favor on our lives. It came from the word. When you want the word, God will put favor on your life. More favor. I said more favor. Take heed how you hear. I, I, want, I want to show you one verse here. Lord, help me to find it. I just heard Proverbs chapter 20, so Lord, help me here. Because I don't have no notes on this. Just want to show you one verse. Wow. Look at God. Proverbs 20 and 12. Glory to God. See, that's what I'm talking about. It's the Holy Ghost, man. He just said this here. This is the verse you need to close with. Proverbs chapter 20 and 12. A hearing ear and the seeing eye the Lord has made both of them. Raise your hand. So you got to understand, the Bible, that's why the Bible said New Covenant, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. You cannot hear what the Spirit says to the church unless you have a hearing ear. You cannot discern that seeing, you cannot perceive what the Spirit is saying unless you have a seeing eye. Stand up on your feet. Now, this is what you're going to thank God for right now. Thank him for hearing out. Because you're going to need that. I'm telling you how to have faith. You got to have a hearing or see a hearing ear and a seeing eye. Stand up on your feet. Say, Father, I want you, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Thank you, Lord. The hearing ear. And the seeing eye, the Lord had made both of them. You got the screen back there. Put up Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. You all still stay where you are. Watch this. Let me show you something. Exodus chapter 4. God sent Moses to Egypt. What did Moses tell God? He was not an eloquent man. But watch what God's going to tell him. Exodus chapter 4. So you can't make no excuses no more. 
Exodus chapter 4 and verse 10. Start verse 10. Are you there? Moses said to the Lord, Oh, Lord. God said, no, I want you to go to Egypt. I want you to go tell. No, Lord. I'm not an of command. Neither hitherto nor since thou hast spoken to your servant. I'm slow in speech and I got a slow tongue. Watch what God said to him. The Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth? <laughs> Somebody said, what difference did that make? <laughs> who has made man's mouth? God said, look, who makes the dumb or the deaf or the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Neither therefore go, I will not go, he says. Stop making excuses. Look at somebody say, stop making excuses. Stop he said to Moses, now therefore go and I will be with your mouth. Come on, somebody say, God is with my mouth. God said he would teach me what I must say. Come on, just say, God says he would teach me what I must say. Now, when did he say? He said, I will give you a comforter. And he said, do what? He going to teach you all things. He'll take a mind and show it to you. Look at somebody say, you have no more excuses. Come on, clap your hand. Come on, clap your hand. See, that, you got to understand something. When I started out, I knew one word in this Bible, and I said it every Sunday school, and that is, I got up in the choir, and I stood up, and he said, Earl, what word you study this week? I said, Jesus wept. <laughs> Didn't know nothing else, brother. The next Sunday, I came in, he says, I want to know what you all learned this week. <laughs> Let Earl tell us. Jesus, well, I ran out the wire. This guy said, look, you got to come with something better than that. Man. But now, I said, but now. The Bible told me in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm not going there, but 9, 10, 11, and 12. No man know the things of the Spirit, say the Spirit of man that's in him, just like no man can know the things of the Word of God except the Spirit of God is in him. But when the Holy Ghost comes, he will teach you all. That's what he does. That's why you got to make sure you got the Spirit. He'll teach you. If you got time, put the Word on and say, Lord, teach me. Meditate this Word day and night. Put a word in your heart. That's how I get to sleep. I put a word in my heart and I lay in the bed. I'm trying to meditate on it. I don't remember nothing there. Mm, gone. Clock woke me up this morning. Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Put that word on. First Corinthians chapter 15. This is the gospel that Paul preached. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 said, Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which you also have received, and where you stand. And he said, By which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preached to you, unless you have believed in vain. I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried and they rose again the third day according to the scripture. Christ already died and buried and raised again from the dead to make you right with God. All you need to do is believe the word. In the new covenant, you don't have to go do anything to be saved. You need to just believe. That's why in this church, we made sure when you come in here, you have to get the praise and the worship, the, the song. That's what we got that for. So you can come in here and get your mind right with God and your worship and praise and thank God in your songs and then get ready for the word. Because when the word of God comes to your heart, you come to hear it and to be healed of your infirmity. Father, we thank you for the word of God that we heard today. And that word of God today is the faith of God in our life. Your power is your faith. 
and that's what heals us, delivers us. We give you praise. Today we are on a mission. We will strengthen our faith. We will make sure we are empowered by God's faith in our lives and we will have deliverance in our soul. And the church said amen. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.